The following episode of True Stories Based on Fiction can and will contain explicit language and adult content. Listener discretion is highly advised. So this is November on the True Stories Based on Fiction Network. I won't talk your off and go back and forth with you. Just uh, enjoy and also tell all your friends about our network and all the, all the cool shows that we have. So until next time, enjoy the following Good episode. evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done. to another episode of True Stories Based on Fiction. You might not remember this voice, but <laughs> I am your host, Brian, and with you, as always, is... Evan, third host. Yeah, bro, because as you were saying on like the uh, banter, uh, which is a new feature on the in-studio recordings, uh, this is the first time that you've been in like the most up-to-date studio, not as clean as it was, as it is typically. And uh, also, first time that you've recorded on a new computer in the studio that new new and like you haven't been on since like i think end game yeah i was looking the other day to see uh, it was like about may time frame we did the end game uh recap um there might have been one more after that let's find out because I, I don't think so um life got in the way though life got in the way uh so, uh, as we record this inside baseball, this is late October. This will probably come out sometime in in November. But we've had, let's see how many episodes has it been since you've been on. Da, 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 da. I think I'm on. Okay. You were on last episode, which is 104. 104? Yep. And as we record, were you on the, were you on when Randy, I mean, when, uh, when Garrett was on and we talked about Titans? Um. Yes. Okay, so I'm wrong. So there was like, one episode with Garrett. Garrett. It was like Garrett's second episode that he appeared on, or something like that. Second one that he recorded, but first one that came out. So yeah. So 
I was I was incorrect. The last one you were on was 105. And as we as we record this, we're on 123. Is the one that came out last week. So this might be 125, 124, 125. Yeah. So I went on a 20, about 20 episode hiatus. 20 episode. <laughs> hey, I I'll be honest with you. I thought it was a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of did too. Cause uh, we've e- even with your hiatus, we haven't come out pretty. I, I don't think I missed a deadline. In the day. I did not. So far I did not go on as big a hiatus as Randall. Randy has recorded more episodes <laughs> since May than you have. Yeah, but when he went on his original hiatus, he true. He went on like almost a like year to hiatus or something like that. Yeah. And then it was a special guest, but uh-huh. like he, it looks like he's got a regular show now or a semi 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 regular show, not a regular monthly show, but right. he's got a regular show. Mm-hmm. Like he's got wrestling with Randy. Yep. 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 Um, there's not really a set time frame for no. it. So that's actually a good segue. So that means you're on Russia, you still got it. So uh, for those who may be new or those who may be wondering, we can kind of break down how the true story is based on fiction, a network works. So there's three, maybe four. Um, I'll be right back. Yep. There's three, maybe four uh, regular shows. So the, it, we, we typically try to come out three times a month at least. So the second Wednesday of the month, that's going to be True Stories Based on Fiction, which is either going to be uh, Brian and I or Garrett and I, where we talk about more of the pop culture comic-based shit. The uh, third Wednesday of the month is going to be when Awesome Sauce and I, well, that show is, is on a little bit of a hiatus, probably won't be back to the top of the year, honestly, but it still is a show network, and that's when uh, Awesome Sauce and I talk about love, sex, and dating. Uh, so then the last Wednesday of the month, that's typically when D-Mac and I get together and do what's called In No Particular Order. So if uh, Brian, if Brian and, and I are back on a regular schedule, we might go to a four-monthly show. So the one with Garrett, the one with Austin Soft, one with Ryan and I, and one with, with D-Mac and I. Then we have the shows that aren't exactly regular, like like you were saying a minute ago, uh, like the wrestling with Randy, which has been doing... Randy's been able to do... A couple lately. And uh, then we have um, the two shows with a double D on the network. Um, you can't say that on the podcast. And the Rocky miniseries. And then we have... Eddie Murphy's Law. Eddie Murphy's Law, which I was going to talk to you about. I want to see, because we got the return of Eddie Murphy coming to SNL in December. It's on the December 21st episode. And I just read an article. He's bringing back all his old school, old sketch characters. <laughs> Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Uh, Gumby. Uh, Buck Week. Yep. Buck Week. Um, so I was thinking, might, maybe we could do an episode around then of, uh, I think we had two episodes of, uh, Eddie Murphy's All in the Can. Yep. Um, as we're building anticipation to the highly, actually I want to watch that Dolomite is my name too, because I heard that, I've heard nothing but good things about that. Yeah. Um, as we build towards, um, coming to, coming number to two, America. Yep. America. Yeah. I'm not sure if I get... If I have, I want my royalties on that because I came up with that <laughs> a long did. time ago. And it's documented on the podcast yeah. too. Because they used to always call it "Coming to America mm-hmm. 2. I'm sorry that you have you have literally in the title "Coming yeah. to two. Number Two America." Yep. Uh, you hear it over there. Yeah, they typically put put uh, like most of it out on um, YouTube, right? Like the show. Yeah. SNL because I'm pretty sure that I don't get that. Yeah, but. If we can um, get that shit in the can around that time, I'm all for it. Um, that's I think that 
think like that's maybe all a little shows. New Year's episode. Yeah. Maybe the year end. Maybe yeah. we can get, may, maybe that can be a little post holiday cheer for everyone as we head into the new year. I'm all as full. everyone anticipates the best of twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe we can set a new record for time <laughs> time kit time for an episode. How, yeah, a last time like three and a half hours. No, we were over four. Whew. <laughs> so like we got to find a day like when we're both off work and just record off fucking day. Um, but I, I will say I'm actually looking forward to that episode this year because I I've watched a lot more movies this year than I had last year. And then the other day I was doing some um after hours inventory at my job and I listened to our first one our, our first one was actually damn good first our best first of? yeah best of what year was that two years ago three years ago it had to be two years ago well now technically three well no 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 okay no, I want to say last year was the third at the time third best last of? year was the second time I think was it I think so yeah hmm yeah so 17 18 and 19 episodes so the one for so one for two thousand seventeen, talking about the year two thousand sixteen and shit, and then yeah, so this would be our third one. I'm All pretty right. sure. So my commitment was to try to get back in the studio mm-hmm. minimum once a month, because um, mm-hmm. we have a kind of we have some of our, um, well I guess ours would just be considered in the normal banner because we don't yeah. really have we don't have a format for the the main show. No, never but, has been, never will be. But we. Unless we're doing something that is a little more focused, remember we have a uh, Beanie Music Factory. Yep. We, but those aren't. Real, you still consider those part of the main show? Correct. Yep. They're not. Unless we start doing something, you need them as side episodes for. Yeah, I, I mean, and like, I don't number anything differently. All that I do, and like, you're only seeing this on our SoundCloud. Um, every every all of the three main shows, maybe not four main shows, has a has a, a certain title card to it that's really the only difference i made then and then i'll put that in the title but for our b for our b any music factories i would put b any music factory those might even be number two like it'd be episode two or whatever the fuck yeah. be any music factory number never and then what we're talking be, about yeah. mm-hmm. oh we've done two of those two or three we had kanye we haven't done kanye oh so yeah kanye we did jt yep did we do jay-z JT, Jay-Z. We haven't done Eminem. We talked about Eminem. I yeah. thought we did Kanye, but I could be wrong. Maybe we did, because I feel like we did three. So, yeah, but my, I'm going to look that up real yep. quick as we're talking. But, yeah, my uh, my commitment was try to get back into uh studio a little bit more. So, um, like I said, life got in the way. Uh, had, since I recorded last, I bought a house. Mm-hmm. And um, just been kind of... it's been a lot remodeling time off uh right. it's really kind of been spent there what i'd like to do though eventually because i got a, quite a bit more room than i had in my last place is maybe if i don't know how i'd do it um but maybe get a studio down there where mm-hmm. there maybe there are times that you can yeah record over in my neck of the woods yeah i mean i'm definitely down for it the main thing that we would have to do is either i'll have to buy a new laptop which i probably won't buy one any soon because I, I bought this and a chromebook for school um, but essentially all you need is the Audacity program on there. The problem is like these files are too fucking big to where I can find out how to how to email them to me on this computer so I can edit the shit. Gotcha. Um, but that's why Randy is still always on board as a technical advisor. Um. Oh, little 
little bit of a sidebar, which is our, our show is all sidebar. Did you have to pay for your graduation application in Northwood? Yes. Is that some stupid shit? Yeah. Hey, one more way to fucking find nickel and dime you and get a fucking dollar out of you. So if I don't pay, that means I, I don't graduate then? Technically, I think so. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like 82 bucks, too. Yeah. Now, you actually walked. Mm-hmm. Was the Captain Gallon portion more than that, too? No. Okay. I kind of had to for my parents' sake, but... Yeah, yeah like, my family wants Which to Which, part of me was like, eh, I did it. Like, I, I, did, I went back and did something I never thought I'd do, so mm-hmm. I took it as a badge of honor as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, me and my nihilistic approach to life. So who was the first one? So, Jay... I think Jay-Z Justin Timberlake was, was number two. Two. I think Jay-Z was the first one. So maybe there's only Jay-Z, two. Jay-Z... So, I think Kanye was going to be our third. It was I think we Kanye talked about it. Eminem, I believe. We were going to do Kanye, and we kept holding off for the new album. Yeah, for t We were waiting for uh, Yandi. I think it might have been T-Lop days, bro. Was it? It might have been. Like Pablo? No, because that, that was a long, long time ago. Life of Pablo was like 2016, probably. Yeah, so I was just looking at it. I went way too far. 2000, June of 17, we did the first episode, Jay-Z, B&E, Music Factory. Yeah, so that's probably after. So I think we were talking, I think that's when we started talking about it. Then all of a sudden, he was going to release it. Because remember, he did T-Lot. Then all of a sudden, he was going to have another album another right away. Right. Yep, right and right we're right. like, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to wait. Then it was, Eminem was coming out. Yep. And then we're like, all right, we'll do, was it not Relapse Recovery? Like the first half and the second what was the first? The what was the third album of his uh, re, Relapse Recovery? Yeah. Revival. Revival. And then that came out. We didn't do it. Then we, uh, Kamikaze came out. We yep. still didn't do it. Yep. Um, but yeah, B&E at Music Factory. You got B&E at the movies. You got B&E yeah. versus Marvel and DC. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. We only got through episode one of that. Luckily, there ain't no time frame for any of this no, stuff. It's timeless. All... timeless. Mm-hmm. Or, as, as I like to call it, like a term that I learned from comics, evergreen. Yeah. I like to keep people salivating. Mm-hmm. Wait, mm-hmm. we are the we are the Jeff Johns Doomsday Clock <laughs> over the podcast world. Yep, because then like we can always have a big and all cast would come out like this one's gonna be the return of Brian and the inevitable return. Yep. Um, before we talk about comics, I think that's gonna be the crux of this episode. So kind of missed my tangent point, but like we'll just go right back to it. Uh, as we record this, this is a couple of days back from the release of an album. I told you the day it came out that it wasn't going to come out. I, I didn't no believe it was going to come out. Yeah, you believe more than I did. Last few times it was teased. You claim it's going to come out. I was snacking at the midnight. When the motherfucker late. When the motherfucker posts on Instagram <laughs> album cover art track listing. Only two hours away. Yeah. What the fuck are you supposed to do? It's Kanye, though, man. <laughs> at this point, at this point, I don't believe anything that comes out of Kanye's mouth until I actually see it. I almost thought it was going to be a joke, and I thought he was going to pull it. I'm like, hurry up and yeah. download that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a good point. Also good to download, because, like, knowing Kanye, he can go in and change it. Yeah. As he did with T-Lop. Um, yeah, so it finally came out, although this one was going to be... Was this going to be good-ass job at the point with him and Chance? And then it was going to be Yandy? And then something else before it was Jesus and King? I don't know. From what I've understood is he has, he was supposed to release good-ass job. Mm-hmm. Then it was going to be Watch the Throne 2. Yeah. Then it, But I think him, did, him and Jay-Z still in that falling out? 
Yeah. So when Kanye said that, that was wishful thinking. And Kanye it, thought. It was T-Lop days when yep. they had their big falling out, right? Because Kanye is like Warner Brothers slash DC and they get an idea, and Kevin Smith. And they get an idea to just tweet it out yeah. without any kind of confirmation. So mm-hmm. I think he said, you know what? I want to watch your own too. So then he put out there, then um, Jay-Z did like a Jay-Z laugh. <laughs> That's not that's not really a Jason um, but yeah. <laughs> yes, that's much better than mine. Mine was like a uh, mine was like a. Uh, I'm say he's a m- little more baritone. Yes, mine was like a Jeezy laugh. I kind of always think of Jay Z when talking is I think it's on college dropouts like fuck you Kanye. Have you still doing this shit? <laughs> but yeah, so then he was gonna do Watch the Throne too. Then he was. But and then he did ended up coming out with Yay and did the, the whole about yeah, yeah. uh was it Cruel Summer yeah well, um, no like the Wyoming series or some shit whatever uh, Sunday Service or whatever he did that was prior summer. to Sunday Service so like, I led directly into Sunday Service because uh I thought it was something because he did all in one month every went every Wednesday or something like that release well the, except for well he tried to and then two of them got getting pushed back yeah so if Yay, you listen and then to that chicks was. the pilot episode of in no particular order like we talked about that whole situation yeah like the first two or three came out on time the last one with uh, Tiana Taylor came out way late mm-hmm. way way and then way Yay late. came out I think two or three days late no Yay was the first one no, no. The, the first one was Pusser T the Yay, Yay was, was like number two yep Yay, Yay was like a day late I remember uh I was going on a date. It was a Saturday. And it, and it should have came out that Friday. But as I was going on a date, it just came out then. And then Kids See Ghosts came out on yep. time, I think. No, that was late, too. Maybe Ye was on time. Ye was on time, then, yeah. Kids See Ghosts was late. That That's what started being late. <laughs> and then... The Nas Tiana, one came out. Tiana, Nas was late. No, Nas was late. Because yeah. I remember... Nas, Nas was the fourth one. And it was way late and trash. I didn't listen to it. Ah, no, I did listen to it. That shoot. As we spoke about on like the other show on, on the network, that Nas album sounded like Kanye gave Nas these five beats, and Nas had his raps already to record it, and they just put them together. Like the beats in the song didn't match up at all. It was terrible, 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 terrible. And it was Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even know if I ever listened to that one. I gave it came one listen through, and then I was like, not for me. I know. I, only listen, I think I only listened to the Yay album once. I actually liked the Yay album. I didn't mind it. It just it, there was nothing real catchy with it. It was yeah. like it was, it was, it was like background music of exactly, exactly. But now, Can't See Ghost was actually my favorite of those. Yeah, mine too. Can't see ghosts sometimes. Can't see ghosts sometimes. Can't see ghosts. Actually, like we're talking way too much about Kanye. We'll save the bulk of this for uh, the upcoming episode of uh, Beanie Music Factory Kanye West. But we'll talk about Jesus is King for a second because like that's pretty timely. Mm-hmm. Um. Your coworker on the podcast network, D Mag and I text like the minute it came out. Like I text you like that. I text him at the same time. He hated it, and I I actually liked it a lot. I liked it. It's hard for me to say much about it because I haven't. Yeah. I've been listening to it at work, so like I've been I like hear a couple songs, I walk away, yep. come back in. So I think I've heard the whole album now. It's but like, like sit, five minutes, it's short as fuck. Twenty two, twenty seven <laughs> yeah. minutes, I think. But to sit down and listen to it from start to fucking that yeah. It, album which was only five. six tracks yeah, five was almost as long as it's crazy yeah um but um i like what i've heard i 
I can't speak a whole lot on it yet because I just haven't sat there and listened mm-hmm. to it. Uh, maybe this Thursday is Thursday my birthday. Maybe I'll listen to it that I got the day off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's coming up. Um, me being a kid who grew up in church, so like I heard gospel music every every Sunday. Well, basically every Sunday. Um, it definitely took me back to my gospel roots because it definitely is a gospel album. Because I don't think he cursed one time on album. I don't. There's one curse on the album. And then like a lot of like like that first track like that that basically Choir. yeah it took me back to being in the church as a kid. Now it's kind of really about what he. Now do you believe him when he says that he's not? This is the new Kanye. Like this for this week. Yeah. Kanye West hit all of his proclamations about his life is equivalent of a chick who's in love for the 15th time this year. So you don't think this is going to be going for? This is the only Kanye no. we'll see for the rest. No. This is Kanye getting back into his Jesus Walks bag. I thought style, stylistically, is that a word? Yes. I thought stylistically, it was a good album from what I've heard. Again, from what I've heard. And sonically, yeah. It, um, Production-wise, yes. It's amazing. And I thought he had some of the better beats that he's had. Yep. Um, yep. I agree. And uh, rhymes, something like that. Whatever. I, I, again, it's hard for me to say because I can't pinpoint yeah. a lot. I like it better than Ye. Um, but I'm curious. Do you think this? Do you think this is Yandi, or do you think this is a completely separate? Or do you think it's completely different than what he had in mind for Yandi? Uh, I think it's different. Do you? Yep. How many fucking tracks do you think? How many albums do you think he has completed that just never released? Kanye is a new version of fucking Dr. Dre, man. I bet he has so many songs, songs in the fucking stack. That Dre only had one fucking album that he said that he was going to come out with. True. Kanye's got. I, I, you know somewhere he's got good ass job completed. Like Complete. he, he could say he could release probably. it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know he's got Yandi. Yep. You know he's got he's probably got Watch the th- nah. I mean he's got no tracks, tracks for Watch the yeah, 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 Exactly. I mean, but think about Kanye because Kanye because of his mental disorder, he, he he doesn't even do his own beats anymore anyway. Like he's a consultant, but like he's more of like a puff daddy uh beat maker than he. Yeah. I went nah. back and kind of listened to a little bit older. Oh, uh, I popped in college. No, didn't pop in. Fucking myself. <laughs> I did not pull out a CD. I uh, scrolled until you found. Yeah, I put on College Dropout though the other day. Started listening to it. It yeah, I did too. Maybe earlier this year. It holds up. Yeah. I really like the beginning of the album, and I like the ending of the album. The middle was a little yeah, but could that song with fucking Ludacris is filler. Yeah. Breathing, breathe I. Um, but once it gets to, I think the last. Three tracks, I think. Uh, family business was it last call? Yep. He said I rock, and then he's he a Rockefeller. And I like family business a lot. Yep. I don't even know why I sit there and try to guess it when I can literally give look it up right now. Sometimes, sometimes like it's fun. It's, it's more fun that way. Um. Jesus wants with me. Did you know they had a video for uh, spaceships? Did it? Yeah, I saw. That's made me go back and listen to that album because I saw it. It's a popped up. It popped up on fucking YouTube, and, and it's a pretty decent video because Spaceship was like my magnum opus. I was like, like one through the one through tracks one through seven. You had intro, which was just with D. Ray Davis doing a Bernie Mac impression. I thought it was a oh, Bernie was Bernie Mac on great. Uh, Always D. Ray Davis doing a, a Bernie Mac impression. Are you sure it wasn't Bernie on uh, late registration? 100% sure. But we don't care. 
We don't care what drug dealer just to get by. Stack your money till it gets sky high. Kiss, kiss. We're gonna make it past 25. Chokes on you, we still alive. Throw your hands up in the sky. We don't care what people say. You know the kids gonna act a fool when they stop the programs from after school when they. That's all I know. We got that. Graduation day. All falls down. I'll Fly Away was okay. He was skit heavy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he was oh, yeah. skit heavy. Well, when you look at an album and you get past 20 tracks, you know there's some you know skits me, on it. Yep. Um, and it's your Drake. But I'll Fly Away, Spaceship, and the number seven That's was it. Jesus Walks. Yep. And I like Workout Plan at the time, or the new Workout Plan time, but it's corny. It's a corny ass song. It, it does not age well, and then that's one of the songs that he over because I heard three different versions of that song. The one that's on the album is one he overdid, I think. Well, they did the remix that was on because I remember at the time they came out with the DVD, yes, CD. That's the one that I bought at Media Play. It's overdone. Um, and it, I love that CD too, and I lost it and I can't find it. And you mm-hmm. can't download anywhere, right? Because they had a uh, not op- instrumentals of. Uh, like three of the tracks. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yep. And then it had the remix with uh, Farnsworth Bentley. Yep. Uh, and that's the only reason I like it. Farnsworth Verse is actually hot. Yeah. B E N T L E Y. I don't know what he's Girl, spelling. you know you better ask. Like, spell him. Fa- Bentley. Oh. B E N T L E Y. Girl, you know you better ask somebody. What you gonna do? All I thought he was spelling I N D O P N T O E N T. Do you know what that means, girl? <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to find that. Yeah. Maybe, See if we can find that. Maybe we'll cut that in. But well, maybe that'll be it for the B and E. It's like a halfway B and E. You act like I was just say just turn this into B and E Music Factory number three. I mean, we could. Yeah, I mean, but we got some comic talk. To, I mean, we can do this. Is, this probably shouldn't be on the show, but we'll do it anyway. We can probably <laughs> do this for like another few minutes or so, and then like do a second one that's about comics. Do like part one of B and E Music Factory, Kanye West. I mean, we touched the end. This is the beginning. Now, we probably did the whole thing. Listen, I have a feeling we start talking about Kanye, we're going to be talking about Kanye for a while. I am, I am a professional, bro. I know exactly when to cut us off to where when there's a <laughs> good spot we get a second episode in. Because that's why they were like last time that me, me, me and Randy recorded. Like, well, oh, no, like let's stop here. This could be a whole other episode. But, oh, okay. But I feel like we, just, we keep talking comic talk and we haven't gotten to it. We can segue right now. What do you want to do? You want to keep doing about keep keep our talk about let's just, I say let's keep it about Kanye. We got B and E Music Factory number three. This could be the return of return of Brian and B and E Music Factory <laughs> to return. Yeah. I got a piece of beer here just stuck. It's not even part of my beer. Just makes fucking up spam call. Um. Yeah. So, but you did have I don't know. Well, maybe we can talk about two more minutes of Kanye and then we can. You actually get a full full episode in at some point. Okay. I just don't really know. I mean, because you do it, you know, but I'm still having a re- late registration, graduation day, 808s yeah. and heartbreaks, my beautiful dark twist of fantasy. Kanye There's a lot that probably we, does deserve like a little more time than like yeah. we can probably give him here. Like, yeah. And then honestly, I feel we're going to repeat in a lot of stuff that we talk about whenever we get to it. But hey. Over. Honestly, I have a lot to talk about up, probably up to my beautiful dark twist of fantasy. And that's where Kanye kind of started going downhill for me. Yep. With Yeezus, some people love it. Yeezus is aged it's, really well. In terms is. of people's thoughts on it, it's the opposite of Daredevil, the first movie. Yeah, people love it. <laughs> it's the opposite of that. <laughs> well, I love Yeezus now, bro. Well, I think it's because for the simple fact that people, 
Kanye stayed consistent. I would say in what way? They were cookie cutter out. I mean, you knew what you were getting with Kanye. Oh, yeah, I will yeah. say up through Kanye's brand, up through eight hundred eight and heartbreaks. He started to experiment a little bit with beautiful dark twisted fantasy, but it still was enough to be like knowing this is still Kanye. I would say that Kanye has never fucking teetered too far from what he's shown us in the past. Because even with uh, Jesus, I heard pieces of that. Like in like in Power, kind of like a prelude to Jesus. Power. One old man is a half all that, and also that song from Daft Punk. That kind of like prelude into that. So he's never mm-hmm. gone too far off away. Because but he, he always, always, always sprinkles a little bit too. Because even on Jesus, he had bow, bow, bow. Um, okay, so... What was after Jesus? Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. Like Pablo. Yep, teed it Okay, so this is how we can segue to the end of this Kanye preview, and then we'll get to comics. Now, while I think that Jesus is King is a good album, sonically, and I like it a lot so far, I haven't really, like, dissected, like, his bars on there, but I don't, I'm just really very many bars I actually dissect when I heard it. So, so like, the lyrics were kind of of... A background thing is more about how it sounds sonically. However, no song on that album is touching Ultra Light Beam. We got those Ultra Light Beam. We got to kick my fire. That was the first one I took up, right? Yep. But See, I, I, in the beginning. Ultra Light Beams <laughs> to me was a fucking gospel album in yep. one song. But he said that T-Lot was a gospel album with cursing. It was wasn't. It? Sonically, it kind of was, I, I guess you can say. In terms of lyrics and content, no. But yeah. Arslight Bing was definitely a gospel song. Yeah. He had Kurt Franklin in it. And like the, the, the fifth change in the song was Kurt Franklin. Everybody think they're too messed about that, but God loves you. What's your, th- is your thoughts on Life of Pablo change over the years? I, I haven't listened to it in a while. I tried to the other. I tried to do it not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I still love Waves. That's still one of my favorite tracks. Yeah. Um, probably one of my up there, my favorite Kanye tracks. Uh, that's interesting because like there, that song also isn't very lyric heavy. No, I think it's just I think the beat. Sonic's other, yeah. yeah. But uh, we can segue away. Yeah, yeah, but that was my last point on it. That uh, although this is his first all gospel. Jesus walks the album. No song on there to me is fucking with the Ultra Light Beam because that end when they just got the choir's like, Faith, I almost started crying. Like, I'm going to church. Jesus forgave me for my sins. Single tear. No, like, at least five tears when that <laughs> shit comes on. But, um, speaking of tears, uh, I'll tell you, he was also crying. Martin Scorsese and, and uh, who, who's that one? Francis Ford Coppola. Maybe this is just a grab bag of everything we talk about. <laughs> we some movies, and then we can get some comic <laughs> talk. Well, yeah, but com- but this yeah, this has this comic book too. Uh, yeah, it ties in. What's your thoughts on it? So my honest thoughts on it, uh, they're one hundred percent right. It's not cinema. No, it's not cinema. I don't think so. Here's my thought. I don't think they are correct in their statement. I don't think they have to have the need to attack the fan base for it. In the day, it it's cinema for someone. Is it cinematic where it's gonna be your Oscar winner? No. I think those I think those are two people that have been in the craft 
for long enough that they paid their dues, they're entitled to their opinion on it. But don't hate on people for liking it. If it's going to bring someone in to watch... Like, wait, 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 wait. What did either one of them, or I think it was even... It was Fresh for Coppola, Scorsese, and Spielberg. What did they say about the fans? I don't think they said anything about fans, but it's... Because that's an important part that a lot of people are fucking with nowadays overall in fandom. They're not actually attacking the fans. Right. Like, uh, fucking... What's his name, did? Uh, was that late night talk show host? Oh, yeah, uh, Bill Maher. Yeah. yeah. He attacked the fans. They're not attacking the fans, but end of the day, it is cinema... I think they're entirely... They're movies. They're, they're entirely... They're cinema. To some people, it could be. Cinema is defined... Called, called, colloquially as a certain thing. Marvel movies are not that. Have there been comic movies that have been cinema? Yes. No Marvel movie is... But I don't think they're attacking just... Were they just attacking strictly Marvel or are they attacking comic movies in general? They're, no, they were attacking Marvel movies because... And here's why. The fact is, cinemas did not get asses in the seats. And to keep theaters open and to keep the movie business going... They get asses in the seat. They, it's going to be all Marvel movies, and that is affecting people who are more auteur filmmakers. But that's where you have Netflix. They have to realize that what they do is no longer going to be in a theater. People are not going to spend twenty bucks like we're talking about in a, in a pre-show to sit in the fucking theater for two hours to see something's going to have them crying in the theater and shit. Unless it's because Tony Stark died. If people I mean, paying all that money for theater, yes they want no. I think there. I mean, I, there are some movies that I want like. I the masses. Say, Not just me and you, but the masses. Yeah. So, what everyone was talking about in our pre-show, we talked about how different entertainment mediums um, and price in- inflation that's happened over the years. It right. kind of st- stemmed from comics and how com- comic books are have had the biggest price gouge out of t- to us any, any entertainment. Yep. I guess movie theaters Movies would be the second. second. Mm-hmm. Um... But even then, unless your comic collection is, I mean, three books a week costs with the equivalent of a movie. True. And I even say less than that. Two books almost is the equivalent of a yeah. movie. If it's before five or something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think Tuesdays on before four o'clock, you can get go see a movie for like five bucks yeah. or something like that. Um, and that's, I mean, if you want any type of refreshment or something like that, <laughs> it's fucking expensive. Dude, a pop in a fucking well, pop most places you get a two liter for what about dollar fifty now some shit. If that ninety nine cents. Yeah, but a twenty uh, ounce pop at a movie there is like four bucks. And you know how much that's fucking crazy. And that syrup, you're you're getting you're for what you're paying for nine dollars for a drink at the movie theater. They are getting the cost of the theater maybe pennies. Yes, which is why. Much like comic books, and much like there's one other medium that's dying, and like it's their own, fo- well, brick and mortar retail. It's their own fucking fault because they fucking capitalize us so much. They fucking raped us for decades. They're getting the chickens to come home to roost because, yeah, because I work at a restaurant, bro. We can get the most popular as we want as employees because that shit costs <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Nothing. They all icy protections of pennies. Yes. So, but you pay more for the cardboard cup. Oh, absolutely. Good. Absolutely. So at a restaurant, when they're getting actual glass glass, <laughs> and you're paying that, even if it's two to, even coffee. Yeah. It's, I mean, when you go to a fucking, I mean, think about it this way. You go to a restaurant, that, you got seven scoops of Folgers in the thing, and they're going around with that pot of coffee. Yep. <laughs> and every single person that has coffee paid $2 for it. Exactly. It, it, 
we've been right for years. But yeah, but in essence, so they're mad because what they like to do isn't profitable anymore. And that is because the, the public's been raped for all this year by theaters. Because theaters, people aren't going to theaters because it costs too fucking much. If they said, hey, BYO, BYOF, you bring your own food and drink, I think theaters would be doing a lot better. But who wants to go to a theater and get fucking raped on the ticket price, get raped on the fucking price of the fucking pop, the sound quality shit in theater most of the time anyway? I'd be more than I'd be I'd be getting drinks and stuff if they say, bring your own cup. Yep. Or if they, and I know they used to, like, have, like... Bring your own bucket shit. Yeah, bring Tuesdays. your own bucket Like... If they did did that, like, hey, even once a year, twenty bucks, you buy a bucket, yep. and you get a refillable glass. You gotta take it home and clean it yourself and yep. shit like that. But you know, fill up your pot. You don't have to buy anything at that point in time. Yep, I, I'd get that, but I'll never buy it because, hey, I feel like I get sick after eating too much popcorn. Yep, me too. But also, bro, think about it this way, man. We're both single guys. If you're like a, a a mother with two or three kids, oh fuck that, you're getting fucking raped. So why not just either get that shit on bootleg or wait for fucking Netflix? This was a year, a couple years ago, not too too long ago. I want to say it was when, and I could be wrong, when we went to go see Batman v Superman. No, it couldn't have. It had to be a different one because that was a little more adult. No, no, it might have been. There was but I remember there was a dad with three yep, kids, yep, yep. and it was fifty fucking dollars, exactly. and that's before snacks. That's be, that's just straight ticket prices, bro. Fifty bucks for tickets to go see for a two-hour movie. So, to that point, if, if a family's going to do that, it has to be a spectacle that's going to be worth their time, not some fucking movie about the fucking mobs and shit, because that's something you, you want to sit down at home and watch it kind of absorb. Yeah, but you're not going to get a family. I mean, you're not going to take your three kids out to go, go see that. Right. So, I mean, I think it would be a little more affordable. Like, I can't... It's affordable. I, I'm a, I'm a Martin Scorsese fan. Yeah, I am too. And I can't wait for The Irishman. Yeah. Which is, in its proper platform, Netflix. And then also... The problem is, I have such a hard time watching movies on Netflix. And I don't know why, because I think in the back of my mind, I have to make it a point... If it's in a theater, and I know I want to see it, I have to make it a point to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um... If it's on Netflix and I just have the, and I know in the back of my mind I can it's watch it at any point in time. Yeah. I mean, I was a huge Breaking Bad fan. Uh, El Camino's been on Netflix for two weeks now, oh, three yeah. weeks, and I've watched the first ten minutes of it because now you have to compete against any other television that regular television that I watch. Yeah. Because I have to make a point in time to watch it. Right. And if I start a movie, I have to have enough time where I'm not going to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I can't start a movie at ten That's o'clock at point. night because I'm going to fall asleep. And when you're talking about the Irishman coming out, which is going to be a three and a half hour movie, mm-hmm. I would almost rather spend three and a half hours watching a good movie in the theaters, as opposed to finding time and it might be a three day event, like watching at home. Same as like True. when I went and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm a huge Scorsese fan. I will always or not Scorsese. I'm sorry, Tarantino. Tarantino. I will always see whatever movie Tarantino. Well, I said I didn't see Hateful Eight, but I don't even know if we really got Hateful Eight around the area. Nah, I don't think we did. It was in and out, I think. Yeah, um, we got it after it came out, and only for like. Seemed like and I think I wanted to see. I was trying to wait to see if we were gonna get like the Rolling Road Show or whatever they did with it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. where they played it in the seventy millimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I'm apt to go see that in theaters because I almost have to with our schedule. Like mm-hmm. we don't have a. Me and you don't work a nine to five nope. job Monday through Friday where I know hey I Saturday night I can go to a movie and mm-hmm. I fucking hey I also hate competing against. A uh, noisy bunch of fucks at the theaters. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just the fact that it's something I grew up on. Like I, I grew up loving like Saturday like, yep. as a kid, go going to a movie or something like that. Or, um, 
Um, I kind of feel like I'm going back and forth. I, I find it hard if I'm watching something because I also have to compete against am I fucking around on my phone at home, like paying mm-hmm. paying a little more attention. So I have to be more disciplined, I guess, to watch something at home than I would be to watch in a theater. Yeah, and I I can see that, but uh, I think that especially if it is a movie that is three and a half hours, it isn't like an edge of your seat kind of event viewing. It's better for me if I can watch a certain segment of it, stop, then go make dinner or some shit and come back and watch it again. I can go to the bathroom, pause a bitch, as opposed to something like that. But the thing is, if it's a movie like that, it's more cinema, right? It's either going to be people going as like this group of friends, like maybe two or a couple. It won't get families. And the problem is, those movies don't make the theaters any money. But if it's a big blockbuster where people are going to be buying tickets in advance, selling off five shows, then it's going to be big groups. Like groups of friends who watch Iron Man one, all those together, they're going to the movies, so that's more of a sure thing. So studios are not going to back a, a mid-range movie that might get some some Oscar buzz in 2019. Their 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 bankrolling movies are going to make them back their money in spades. So let me ask you this: Didn't Scorsese executive produce Joker? Yeah. Do you think he knew this was going to be the fucking block number one R-rated movie of all time? I don't know what the fuck he knew. I, I think he, he he's just a bitter old man who doesn't understand what the fuck is happening. And then fucking Spielberg, he, he invented the fucking blockbuster. But now he's mad that his type of blockbuster isn't getting... I, don't, I didn't hear anything that uh, Spielberg said, but I heard he about... He said something like... His was like a few months ago. Now, Coppola... Yeah, I mean, what the fuck was the last thing? Coppola, Coppola's famous for fucking two two movies. Yeah. I mean, and I don't really know... Maybe three. And, and I'm not including Godfather Part 3 on that right. one. Right. I think he had Godfather 1, 2. I'm trying to think what else he's done. because His daughter is more fucking... What's the word looking for? Prolific than he is. Yeah. Not, and I would agree. Sofia Coppola is a made-for-Netflix, made-for-streaming... Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Uh, director. If and I, I like, lost the translation in theaters, I would have fell asleep. Oh, see, I like that movie. I didn't see it. No, it's good, but I'm saying, but but in theaters, in 2019, Evan, I couldn't do it. But that was a point in time when a lot of, like, indie films were coming out. Mm -hmm. You had Little Miss Sunshine, you had Lost in Translation, Uh, Zach Braff was putting out a bunch of shit. Um, There was a time that that was coming out, and Mm -hmm. people were seeing it. It's just, I do think the comic book movie, like, they always say it's the western of our age, and, and it'll fade. It ain't fucking fading. Although I'll be interested to see what the next phase of Marvel movies. It's, I mean, at some point it's going it, to implode, and I, and I personally think it's going to happen soon because it's too much of it. Well, I think it is. I think, in, I think Endgame is that implosion. You're not going to top that. You're not going right. to top the great, the best, the biggest movie of all time. Right. For years, I mean, and you wrote off so many characters. You'd almost have to have a a return of Tony Stark or something like that. I mean, and it's comic book movies, bro, so like, there's a possibility that that shit could happen. Because now that they've had a multiverse and they've gone and done time travel, nothing's off limits. It could. But then I think it takes away a little bit of the... I don't know. And I'm not talking about a flashback scene. Like, there's been rumor, like, oh, Tony Stark might be there in flashback and yeah, Black, uh, Widow. Black Widow. Yeah. I do think that would take a little bit away from what you've just done with writing his character off. And also let her have her own fucking time to shine. Yeah. Like... But you had the black superhero, you had a woman superhero. Now the one you should have had in the fucking beginning, who, who uh, Ron Pearl is Ron Pearl who runs Marvel? Not of course not. Ike? No, hmm. Kevin Feige. Ron Ike Ike Perlmutter. What he wouldn't let there be 
uh, a black widow toy when the uh, first Avengers movie came out. He said, "Who wants to buy a female toy?" And he will. And well, that's always been the case. If you ever look back at that, he still put one out. But if she's one of the Avengers, you still even yeah, if I guess the fact much, that they didn't put one out. Yeah, it could be a five to one for every five Iron Man is one black widow on the shelves. You yeah. can't put one out for for, uh, for the same guy who said that uh, the black audience is so stupid and the audience is so stupid. You can replace the light skinned actor and Terrence Howard with uh. What's his name? Don Cheadle. Which actually, he was right on that one. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> nobody really I don't even know if anyone remembers that. <laughs> and they look you know, like you guys never, Hey, name every actor that's ever played War Machine. Don <laughs> Cheadle. Same's kind of true about the Hulk. Because I, I barely even remember uh, fucking Ed Norton. To me, the Hulk in my eyes. Yeah, but they. I think Marvel skates back and forth between whether they include the Incredible Hulk as part of their. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, they. it's obviously but part of their. Acknowledge it. Well, they do. With, uh... General Ross. True, yes, yes, yeah. They they pick and choose. Yeah. Um, they never, ever, uh... Make reference to any of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But, supposedly Liv Tyler's supposed to be coming back for something. I don't really? know why. Hmm. But, yeah, um, so that's what... I think about that. Are they right? Is it cinema? No, but not everything's going to be fucking cinema. And then cinema doesn't get the asses in the seats. That's an art form. Art really, art rarely enters into commerce. Like, but I also do, to an extent, I will say I believe cinema suggest is suggestive to the audience. I do. I think to some people, I mean, it is cinema. I think Marvel is cinema for some people. For people who don't know what cinema is. No, I think it's for nostalgic reasons, and I mean, and I'll use this. I'll use because no Kevin Smith came out about it, mm-hmm. and he said, and he didn't really want to attack anyone, but he said it gives him the feeling that he had when he used to go see movies with his dad. Like he grew, obviously, he's a fairly well-known director, um, and the Marvel movies to him is a reminder of what it was like when his dad used to, like his gateway into movies was his dad sneaking him out of school and going and seeing, I don't know, Jaws or shit like that, whatever it was, yeah. Indiana Jones, Star Wars, and to him, that's the clo- watching the Marvel movies is the closest thing that he gets to that. But none of those... I get that. You're, I get what you're thinking. You're thinking... To you, you're thinking, like, cinema's, like, best picture winner type thing, like, artsy... And that's their argument. Kevin Smith is not addressing their argument, then. Because yeah. cinema would be something like... That's what... Citizen Kane. He's saying, like... Well, you're agreeing with it. You said... I'm saying cinema's suggestive to the audience that's viewing it. No, I'm saying that cinema is objective. So there's cinema, and then there's movies. Like, The Dark Knight is cinema. It can be argued. There, there's certain tenets that, that qualify a film, or a movie, we'll say. A piece of 61 minutes to a longer piece of video that there are things that like like say say like it, 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 say if a person goes to film school they'll see what the tenets are what makes a, a, a movie cinema a film or, or just a movie now from what they're talking about from an artistic standpoint it does, the Marvel movies are not classical forms of what people consider cinema are they great movies I would say yes are they movies that we always remember are they milestones in our lives yes but are they artistic do they have our artistic merit? For the most part, no. Would you say any of And like the Marvel, because like that's what they're talking about. Uh-huh. The closest they've been to any type of cinema that uh, I would say is. I say the, there's three. Okay, all right, tell me yours. Iron Man, Winter Soldier, Black Panther. Iron Man one. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Iron Man is a popcorn movie. Uh, it's not the car. It's not a live action cartoon that they became though. But it, it was before Disney. It, it is before Disney, but I, I, I personally, I would say maybe Black. Black Panther's kind of on some Blade Runner type shit, which is considered cinema. So yeah, I I, I give you that. But we both really agree on um. Winter Soldier is yes. the biggest mm-hmm. one. Because it had art. Because cinema in essence, in terms of the aesthetics, in terms of the plotting, in terms of the pacing, and also having a plot that makes you think about things. So there's just layers to it. Yeah. I don't think there's very. I don't think there's very many layers to Iron Man. I think it was, it was before it became the norm, though. Too it was. Yes, it was a comic book movie, yeah. but it was before the big, I think the biggest thing they had going against it, it went up within a month or so of Dark Knight, um, the summer it came out, but it wasn't a trying to, it, it's a very formulatic movie, but it was before it became a cookie cutter to every other Marvel movie. But what are the things, like the, the underlying things of Iron Man 1? Redemption. Yeah. Uh, a man coming to realize like his life's work is not what it should be, and almost has an epiphany of sorts to change. Yeah, and and and, and to me, the biggest underlying thing of the movie is when what a uh, thing said to Tony in the scene where he put that little thing on the fucking movie said, just because you create something doesn't mean you own it. So yeah, th- so I think you can argue where Iron Man could be, but I think the only one is definitely. Closest to being cinema, yeah, is like Winter Soldier. Now, from a visual standpoint, Black Panthers, yes, but no, actually, that layers in it too. Like, yeah, Iron Man to me. It, no, I think they tried to a little too. I think they also tried too hard to make Black Panther. Yeah, but that's what Ryan Coogler does though. I, I, I don't think he tried that hard. Well, I, I don't think he was trying. I think that I think he wanted to make a point with the movie, but. I don't feel like that was like a mandate for Kevin Feige. I, I think, think that's Ryan Cooker. That, that was his vision because he know he, he know how to take something that maybe Francis couldn't do, take a, a popcorn movie, but then put all these layers in it. Yeah. And then maybe Francis Ford Coppola could probably do it because I, I I'm pretty sure until now he he could have got a job from Marvel like doing like a movie and added all layers he wanted to do to it to make it a piece of cinema. Yeah. But I guess. How much money you got? Oh, we're good. Okay, so we end this one on this, and then we'll do a second one, all about comics, like a short one. Oh. Now, but I would argue that um. One well, ten minutes or so, we get an hour out. Okay. Um, I would argue that uh, what the fuck was I going to say before I had that fifteen about the editing of this episode? Um. Yeah. Comic book movies essentially can be art and it can be cinema but since the Marvel Cinematic Universe has come out I think they're getting more to like you said the cookie cutter paid by numbers shit and there are spectacle well, been, it's been like that if anything actually, honestly now I think you're going to see Marvel is in a, a huge experimental phase right now yeah I mean they've they're run out cares and I had a was talking to someone the other day I, I honest, if you were to ask me my opinion, I think right now you're in a build up to Fantastic Four. I think Fantastic Four before X Men. I think people are expecting X Men before Fantastic Four, <laughs> but 
but I think you need to let the X Men rest. Give it, give it's it a little. Yeah. yeah, it's been a hot minute since we've seen a Fantastic Four. It's been a, a real big hot minute since we've seen a Fantastic Four that anyone actually remembers or seen. Yep. Um, and I think it's an easier debut to do that, and I think that's why I don't think they actually honestly showed uh, displayed all of what Phase Four is going to be. No. Um, but I think they're in a big, a very big experimental phase right now. By the only big movie they announced was Thor Four. Yep. I mean, you got Black Widow, which I think it's a movie that people wanted, but it, it's not going to be a billion-dollar movie. I hope it is, but, uh, yeah. I hope it is, too, but I don't think it is. I think there's too many people that don't care about it. But Marvel does have the best marketing that I've ever seen in cinema. And the fact that we haven't seen anything for it yet, except for some kind of... Like, like February, doesn't it? Or, or no, May? Uh, May. That's your big... Uh, uh, that's I, interesting. I would bet, if I were a gamble man, to... Star Wars, you're going to see probably the trailer for Black Widow. Hmm. I don't think you can wait much longer than that. You can't. Something like a But then their follow-up is going to be fucking the Eternals? And all they're banking on Eternals is their cast right now. But, bro, Marvel has the best marketing in in movies because Doctor Strange did great. Who who gives a fuck about Doctor Strange? Say people who didn't give a fuck about... Guardians of the Galaxy. Exactly. And I'm not saying so Marvel can do it. Like Marvel and I'm not saying Eternals. And I'm not saying they can't. Mm-hmm. I'm saying they're in the biggest. You had Guardians of the Galaxy shoehorned between fucking Captain America and Avengers. Guardians like, of the Galaxy is still, in my opinion, the biggest gamble that Marvel did that paid off. There's no way because that book can never sold more than five copies. You're you're 100 correct. <laughs> and they nope. made that shit work, and people and that changed the entire tone of the Marvel movies, in my opinion, for the worse. That's what's right, getting all jokey all the time. Everyone's just fucking slapstick comedy. Yeah. Well, that's what I said. They're fucking live-action cartoons now. Yes. And this is coming with someone I enjoy. Looney Tunes. Um, but I would say right now, The Eternals has got to be their biggest gamble, more so than anything else. Who, who knows a fucking thing about The Eternals? Now, I care about the... I cared more about The Inhumans than I would have cared about The Eternals. That's true. And I could have given two shits or less. I, I remember seeing the when they when the first announced Inhumans as a movie and said, this is what they're going to fucking end their phase, their next phase on, um, only for it to become a failed fucking TV show. Mm-hmm. But besides all that, you got... I, I, think the, I, I think the idea of Doctor Strange 2... Um, that sounds like... ...is better than the idea of a sequel to Doctor Strange. I, I think agree. they're going to be banking more on the... Story idea than the yep. character, yep. Um, which don't get me wrong, I, I like the character. I thought he did a great job in the Avengers movies. I agree. Um, so you got Eternals, Black Widow, Doctor Strange, Thor. I I think Thor is their one thing they know. Okay, this will do well because they're bringing back Taiki Waititi, yep. however you pronounce his name, yep. who did a great job on Thor four. I know it's it's the closest comparison to James Gunn they had out of anyone. Yeah. But it's weird to me. But Thor four works for me more than unlike Guardians ever will. Or Thor three rather. Like Thor three might be in my top five of all those movies. Which is odd because you hate the jokiness of it. Yeah, but Thor. But I I think because the different kind of comedy. And Thor three is a different kind of comedy than the comedy that's in uh, Guardians. It's funny. I I didn't get a chance to send the article today, but I was reading uh, Joel. Kellerman, Kinnaman, yeah, um, who played Sergeant, whatever the fuck, Rick Flag, mm-hmm. has flat out said that the Suicide Squad, which he's at one of the few remaining, few people that are mm-hmm. returning, is a comedy. Yeah. So 
I mean, he's basically doing another. He's basically doing for DC what he did for, which I think they. I think he almost maybe it was mandated. He had to like. I, so. I think they needed. We need a hit, baby. Which is weird because they had hit. You take the fucking Batman and V Superman, which Batman V Superman was a huge massive hit. You take Justice League out, all their movies have made money. But DC wants to be that cultural icon. They ain't never gonna. No, they're too far. The comic books aren't even it. They're. Eh, I'd say they are ahead of Marvel. I think comic book wise, they're ahead of Marvel at this point. I think they go back and forth. Comic book. In public opinion, I mean, like not us being inside uh, the comic cult, we'll say. But everybody at my job hates DC. And like, dude, like, and and, and they're talking about DC. Like that's the movie shit. I'm talking about the actual because like work had like a debate. Uh, Batman versus Iron Man, and then it was all shit about the movie. Like no, like no, fuck the movies. No one can be Batman because Batman is prepared for everything in the just, fucking world. Now <clears throat> I say that as being the biggest Batman fan. I don't think there's a shot in hell he could actually be Superman. I, yeah, he, he has a kryptonite ring. I think he had to be prepared. But <laughs> Superman comes, Superman comes out of nowhere, fucking does a little, ding, flicks him in the face. He can knock the head off. That's the only way, but otherwise, but Batman, like Batman RP, what was I lo- hating you? Was I hating and you like? It's about Batman's prepared for everything that could possibly happen. He had a backup personality in his brain, bro. True. <laughs> He's prepared, and then on, on the Batman cartoon, like like the one that I think you hated or one you never saw. That was a weird design one. Yeah. Actually, don't mind. I started watching a few episodes. It's good as fuck. Yeah. It's really fucking good. Like, especially when Robin kids in, it's the best Robin origin I've ever seen. And then, like, his, his origin of the fucking Justice League. But there's I an like episode. Joker. Look, yes. The reggae Joker. <laughs> it's weird. But there's an episode when John Jones is a cop for, like, five episodes. And then, like, John Jones had Batman burst a dance. Like, like bro, I have to tell you something. I'm really alien. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm an alien. Like, really, bro, I'm prepared for everything, bro. I've studied the occult. Aliens, all this shit. I know everything's real. Because mm-hmm. he, he's prepared for everything. Yeah. Now, DC's Warner Brothers has to learn. They're, they're never going to accomplish what Marvel's done. Marvel struck gold. Yep. And Marvel's peaked. Marvel's never. It's going to be damn hard for Marvel to top what they've done at this point in time. But how many times have we said that? And they've topped it every time. You're never going to top until another Avengers, which they. I mean, I, it's hard to say. I mean, you they can strike gold with fucking Fantastic Four. They can strike gold. I mean, people love the X Men. Yeah. If you want my opinion, I think they need to hold off. I think also was where I've said they've uh, peaked is I think they're going to stretch Kevin Feige too thin. Yep. I mean, I mean, you can't take the person that's making your biggest uh, slice of the pie, and then all of a sudden, look, hey, you know, keep doing this, but also let's get you into Star Wars. Let's get you into this. Like, let yeah. let him do what he wants. Like until. Because that's where corporations fuck up art. Because they think, oh, if Kevin Feige is good at this, he he should be good at everything, and that's not necessarily true. Put him at what he's good at. Because well, no, and every other studio keeps trying to replicate. That's the one thing they forget. Warner Brothers tries to keep replicating fucking Marvel, and they do it by a studio head or by a studio, and not someone that's in charge of it. Right. You need one person in charge of it that can kind of have a cohesiveness. But differentiate just enough between the movies instead of sitting, you know, they put Zack Snyder in charge of everything, and Zack Snyder wanted one. Zack Snyder wanted to tell one fucking story between multiple movies. Yeah, not not like movies that have their own arc, but they're tied together. Like you like should, I mean, movies. they should one fucking. Yeah, right. if they wouldn't have tried making a cinematic universe out of Zack Snyder's uh, original view, I think it could have worked. Yeah. 
um, and you put too much studio input on it, and that's what he had. He had a five-movie stru- structure. He wanted to do Man of Steel, yep. Batman v Superman, Justice, Justice League, League 1, Justice League 2, and, and then Man, Man of Steel, Steel 2, right? 2, I think, was <laughs> what... And he had it all planned out, and... Maybe you could have spun those characters off in their two own movies, but you had such a tone set for them, and yeah. somehow they did it. Were able to do it and um, make successful independent movies between Shaz- uh, Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Because those were the Jeff Johns and the other guys' movies that they greenlit. Yeah. So, but but then, the Justice League they tried to fucking uh, castrate it yep. so much, and I'm not trying to knock Joss Whedon. But his tone is too different from fucking Zack Snyder, yep. and you were too far along. You cannot along. Frankenstein that movie because you can't Frankenstein two people who whose whose we'll call it modes are so different. Right. You can't Frankenstein that. And if anything, I think you ruined people's perception of Joss Whedon because of that. I feel like Joss doesn't get the flack for that. That I think he probably should, because people are talking about wanting like the Snyder cut. Yeah, but they never say anything bad about Joss. Well, I think he came in at the last second, did what he people, could. Uh, yeah. I think people may be understanding for that, mm-hmm. but but um, I'll end on this, and then we can keep going if you want to. But uh, I will say this: I'm not sure if you notice in my text and then like our, on our group chat, but Disney, I don't even call Marvel a Marvel anymore, but Disney, it has been so disenchanted with those movies and, and with the comics, like. I'm a Marvel kid through and through, but I almost I, I hate Disney now. See, that's that's what I think. Right? I still I just still get the enjoyment. I, it's <laughs> it's a story. It's an ongoing story for me to watch. It, I don't get. I love movies. I loved movies growing up as a kid. That was <laughs> like my escapism growing up. Um, you know, always watching movies, and I think that's where I kind of get the enjoyment. I mean, even the bad stuff, I don't hate. The exception of some of the TV shows, the yeah. humans. Uh, Sorry, Jeff Lowe, we got fired, bitch. Yeah. Um, but no matter what, and I'll even say this as far as almost any comic book movie, that there's some I like more than others, mm-hmm. but it's just an escapism to a point that I can do something that I can enjoy of, of what I grew up on. So yeah, I get it. Like it, it may Disney bastardized it to a point that they are cookie cutter. In kids' movies. Yeah. And I'm not a child. Like, and I think that's where I like, okay, Marvel, Marvel's that portion of it, but, I mean, DC tries to go for the edgier stuff, right? You know, I originally, I when they originally announced the idea of the Joker movie, I was against it 100%. I wanted the cinematic universe type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and it was a gamble, but they made the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time with it. Um... It's a comic book movie. It's definitely different. It's a very dark... Have you seen it? Nope. It's dark. It's a... Yeah, but... It's a fucked up movie. It's not a movie you can go and be like, oh, hey, I'd watch that again right away. I mean, it's, it takes it takes some time to digest. I mean, because it's... You take the you take the, movie, the name Joker out of it and take Gotham City out of it. Right. And the Waynes. And it could be about any type of person that uh, eventually becomes a serial killer. From what it, I heard, it's... Basically, um, the Robert De Niro and Martin... Taxi Driver and King Comedy yeah. kind of morphed into one. Yeah, I, I mean, it's basically... It's it's a movie that shows... That tries to say, this is how society views mentally ill yeah. um, people. So that that sounds, like, that sounds like cinema to me. But the thing that I hate is that the fact that now, because of Disney, people use dark as a bad word. 
I don't think not every movie has to be light and happy and shit. You're 100, and I agree with you 100. Uh, I think this movie's so dark. It's not a bad thing if it fits a character. It's not, and I think that's where. But I think that's where Marvel realized, like they can. Marvel also realized it's a business. They want to make as much money as they the can. Most money as possible. Yep. And I know and what you're thinking. And families. And I know what you're thinking. Like when you have a character like Avengers. Inevitably, when they do like their uh, Moon Knight or something like that, mm-hmm. you're not gonna want to see like Cookie Cutter. Uh, yes, Moon Knight. Yeah, and I thought that it's where I will give Jeff Loeb credit. I think he was doing. I think he was onto something mm-hmm. with the TV. Yeah. With you know trying to make the Netflix shows, but then all of a sudden it became you had to have it that way. Like, yep. it, that's where I'll only thing I'll say that's the downfall of Disney, um, or whatever with or Marvel, not even necessarily Dis- Disney. But Daredevil came out. Daredevil was amazing. Yep. The first season, Jessica Jones came out. Came come out. Yep. Surpasses, in my opinion, Daredevil season one. Mm-hmm. And they're both both very dark, very serious matter to uh, realistic, gritty shows. But then all of a sudden, every single one of them has to be it, and it became a cookie cutter fucking series. Yeah. Um. But that's kind of like Marvel uh, Knights, not Marvel Knights, uh, Marvel Edge from the 90s. It had all the books that had the same kind of tone. So I, and Marvel Knights. Yeah, and Marvel Knights. But I wasn't mad at that. I was mad that Iron Fist just wasn't good. Yeah. And Bouquet was mediocre. Um, yeah, I think they started rushing to it. But I think they also... I think I, I think Iron Fist was a show that didn't need to be dark. It, it should have been a yeah, lot lighter than it was. I agree. Um, it's a kung fu show. Like and maybe a, an actual fucking costume. Yeah. That was also the comic book series that decided to never give anyone a costume. Yeah. But the Netflix shows were a good balance of the super, super light cookie cutter shit for kids in in the movies, but but I agree with you. I agree with you that it, every comic book movie doesn't need to do to be have that way. same tone. Comic comic book movie isn't just one thing. A, a comic book is probably comic books are one of the well actually any genre has subgenres in it. Like not all comedies are the same type of comedy. There's slapstick comedy. There's satire comedies. But black not all comedy com- was that black comedy. Black comedy, and, and, and black comedy has different layers too. But but now people think because of Disney that every superhero movie has to be the same tone unless it's Deadpool. But but I think that's because people want to be able to take their kids to it. Right. And you and like you said earlier when we were talking before the show, comic books is a dying industry mm-hmm. because it's hard, they're having a hard time. They have to find a way to bring new audiences into it, and it's not a matter of people like us that were growing up that yep. can pass on comic book reading to our kids. They have to be able to bring in an audience to it, and they think by doing that is getting the movies. I mean, into becoming a family affair. Mm-hmm. I mean, and something like Joker is not going to be all of a sudden people taking their all right. kids to go see. Batman, I mean, uh, when we went and saw Batman v Superman, we went and seen it with someone that had a young kid who was a child at the time that was very much into superheroes. And she even said she couldn't take him to go see it because how do you explain to a young child when Superman dies at the end? Right. Um, but I applaud him for trying to... I always applaud Mar- or Warner Brothers for trying to do something different. Like, they wanted the cinematic universe and they tried to go about it a different way. Mm-hmm. Didn't end up working in their favor, but I still applaud them for their storytelling technique and how they tried to go about it. I guess, let's end on this. Now, this might be actually a, a, a bigger discussion, but I'm, I'm just wondering. Do you see comic books as an adult, as a, an except towards childhood, or do you see it as a form of media that you like that has different ter- different tones? 
I see it as a form of media, but I also see it as an escapism to my childhood. Okay. I'll always have a soft spot. I mean, for you, I talk to a lot of people. 90s was the worst time for comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's my favorite. Because to me, Kyle Rayner will always be my Green Lantern. Tim Drake will always be my Robin. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nightfall will be one of the definitive storylines they'll ever read as a comic book because that's what got me into that's what I, got me into comics. That's what um, that's what I started reading mm-hmm. um, and getting into the medium was. We were just talking. Norm Brayfogle was one of my top artists of all time. He was the Batman artist that was uh, him and Ju- uh, Jim Aparo, mm-hmm. um, which I think Jim Aparo is great as well. But he, to me, he doesn't touch as well. Same as uh, who's the one? Uh, Alan Davis. Alan Davis tries, but he he wants yeah. to draw his characters still like in the seventies. Yep. Um, but it, I'll always have a soft spot. I will always go back to time points and can reread stuff um, that I grew up on that I got into the comic book. Uh, that I got into Trouble DC. Yeah, I always say I'm a DC fan over Marvel any day of the week. But I was into DC when I was gro- when I was growing up and mm-hmm. reading. It wasn't until I was uh, in my maybe late teens. I kind of got into Marvel with mm-hmm. uh, Spider Man. It was uh, I got into Marvel. I mean, not saying I never read any Marvel books, but I really got into Marvel with JMS's Spider Man mm-hmm. and Grant Morrison's X Men. Um. I remember I collected the Age of Apocalypse when it was going, when it originally went on in 94, 96? 95, I believe. Somewhere around that time frame. But I didn't really know what was going on. I just thought it was a cool cool idea and a cool concept at mm-hmm. the time. Um, but, I mean, same thing as, you know, growing up. When we have Chad on the show, I'll always be a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan because that's what I grew up on. It wasn't something for Chad. He's he made, or he's uh, G.I. Joe and mm-hmm. Transformers. Um, and I'll always have a soft spot and be able to go back to it because it does remind me of some of you know younger point in time. But okay, like I'm the same way with fucking Hey Arnold and Doug and shit and comics too. But watching Hey Arnold as an adult doesn't take me back to my childhood. It, I guess it's hard to explain. Like I don't see comic books as, as a medium for children. So, so when people say I can take my kids to this movie, because they they perceive that it's going to be a kids movie. I see it as a medium that has different parts to it. Now, um, well, I think the I think the com I think the comic industry want, is hoping that the movies, and that's why I think they the worst thing they ever did to the comic fan was trying to incorporate elements of the movie into the comics. I think that's the dumbest thing to do when you made. Nick Fury uh, Black. Black. I think it would work great in the Ultimate Universe, and if you wanted to do that, that was fine, but that was also done before the movies. Um, but to That was there, only done, done because they took his son as a separate character who's half black, and they would turn him to Nick Fury because it doesn't make any sense that they made him full black. Yeah. If if they had an actual recon, I mean, a retcon to where now Nick Fury's black, I could have bought that. But the way they went about it was just terrible. I just hate, I hate incorporating elements of the movie into the... Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, but yeah, but I don't see it as children's entertainment. And then like watching Doug doesn't remind me of, of being a kid. It reminds me. Well, here's how I put it. I, I like watching that shit better now because I can see it all together. And, like I can see it as a group of shows, and then I can also see different layers to it that I didn't see well, back I when someone, I was. I think a kid. someone like Doug was a time when. They made cart. They made cartoons for not just. I mean, yes. you, you sit there and try to watch That's some cartoons now. 
is it's it's nothing but I mean it's not something that parents can enjoy with the kids. It's something that put the kids in front of the TV and exactly while parents are That's working or something like point. that. Um, yes, in the nineties it, it was very it was basically for adults. It's the same thing with Rugrats too. Yes. I mean there was a lot of adult humor in Rugrats. Yes. Um, more so in like in the Ren and Stimpy time, and those were, I just remember those were all the cartoons that kind of stayed, uh, started that block. That's a point. Yeah, because I hated being a kid. Because as a kid, I can do, I, I can do what I wanted to do. But then watch, the cartoons I kind of gravitated towards were cartoons that were like you said had kind of layers to them to where I could tell them, wait a minute, this joke, this has something else going on. I also don't think our parents really watched Doug with us. But because they watched TV in the '60s when it was a straight kids entertainment, and they thought oh, it was a cartoon, it must be kids. But I'll tell you, it was genius of what they did is they made cartoons that lasted to the point that people going back that grew up with them going yes. back and noticing different things. And, yeah, and that's how that's the kind of fan that I am. Yeah. Then like comics that I like now are comics that are more honestly speaking, as Ross talking about, like most comics I buy now aren't even Marvel DC. Like there's. Let's well, look. We're getting into the comic. Yep. Let's put a pin in this. It's almost going to be kind of a part two that we're going to be going to, but it's going to be a whole new episode. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to have we're going to do a whole other episode here. Um, well, obviously we'll not be re- playing back to back, but you'll probably hear them once apart from each other. But we're going to kind of segue into part two of this what we're talking about, which is going to be our all comic talk. So uh, I know we fucking don't have a sign off. We've been talking about that shit for like. Two it could be the mother box. Motherbox says, "See you next time." <laughs> All right, it's just we're just a couple of guys telling true, true stories, stories based, based on, on fiction. fiction. We out.